Musician Podcast with creator and host Nomad. With 20 plus years of experience in the music industry, Nomad has done just about everything to earn a living as a career musician. From being music director to celebrity artists, playing iconic arenas and stadiums, composing for film and TV, and even playing your average local club gigs, he's done it all. Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast with yours truly, Nomad. And today I have Raul Ferrando all the way from Argentina. Raul has been here in the LA music scene for over 25 years, creating a diverse palette of beautiful orchestrations, arrangements, and composing and producing. With just a few of his credits like Juan Gabriel, Smokey Robinson, Shalea, Dawkins and Dawkins, Shante Moore. Additionally, Raul has had a smash hit go viral with the belly dance superstars. I'll let him tell you all about it in this episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Writing string parts, a lot of people can do it. It's just the difference is, is how much time you put, especially when you're talking about programming, how much time you put to create a performance. Mm. So dynamics, attack, you know, and I guess it helped me being enough sessions with live stream players where you can see what they do. Like when they, they dig into a phrase that is singing, they use more vibrato and they dig in. And mm. when they're holding a chord about at the end to cut off, the vibrato is slowly going away. Right. And then they cut, you know, and then they take the bow off. And so that's, um, you know, you those little things, believe it or not, make it, you know, well, they make it human. Bring, bring it, bring realm to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're sitting there watching these nuances as the string players are performing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're absorbing all these little nuances. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing what they do when they play. You know. Right. And you can see it if you if you watch any any performance or strings, you can see what they're playing lines that are soaring or you know singing lines. You can see that they're like even balancing a little bit and. Really going on the on the high vibrato range, right. you know, and the, on the molto vibrato, if you want to use the, the term. Molto, the Ita- yeah, the, and, and the Italian, you know. Ita- describe that for us. Molto, it means a lot of vibrato. A lot. Much yeah. vibrato, Much. and uh, there is, you know, and also you have the non vibrato, which is, uh, it makes things a little more. I would say hunting and mm. and suspense and. You know, a little bit of more of a thoughtful side of it. Hmm. It's well, almost like a pad, but you know, with real strings. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, there you have it, Raul Ferrando jumping right in to his craft. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. You asked I love me. The, no, I know. You asked me the question. <laughs> no, no, I think it's great. I think it's great. I, I was, I was telling Johnny, our engineer, Johnny, make sure we're recording, man. Hurry up. This is good stuff. <laughs> when somebody like Raul speaks about string arranging. You want to listen. So, okay, welcome to the Career Musician Podcast, Thank Raul. you. It's my pleasure to be Absolutely. here. Absolutely. great. Man. Yeah. So, such a great place you have here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We met years ago, through, I want to say through Tony Shepard. Yes. Correct. correct. Okay. And it was incidentally because of your craft as an amazing guitar player and, and my side of it, which the strings arranging. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think we did quite a bit of work for Shalea in the beginning. We did work for Shalea, and then we did a little bit of work for another 
girl called uh, Natalie Cadet. Okay. Which was, I don't remember the title of the song right now, but it had that, you know, Spanish flavor in it. I do remember that name. Yeah. Boy, your memory is good. Yeah. Was, so far. <laughs> <laughs> but Natalie Cadet sounds familiar too. Yeah. And uh, of course, Tony Shepard is a dear friend of ours, an amazing engineer, producer. Amazing yeah. indeed, yeah. Great ears, great mm -hmm. knowledge of the gear, and uh, I mean, it's so easy to work with. You know? That's right. Yeah. Boy, we made a good team, the three of us. Yeah. We got to do more. Well, yeah. we're still in town, all of us. So yes. <laughs> right. Although that doesn't matter much these days, right? I know, right. You just but still, that, that old saying, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Mm, that's true. Still, still holds, you know, so. You're right. You're it's right. good to be in town. It is. Yeah. I just saw Tony, uh, not just, maybe two, through two, three months ago, just around the holidays or before, um, at an event for Jam Card. Have you heard of Jam Card? Uh, no. Not it's a good thing in town. They, yeah. that they create uh, a lot of jams for musicians I see. Okay. <laughs> to hang out. Anyway, so we, we went to one down in Hollywood and I ran into him and, man, it, you know, it's like we never left. Yeah. You know, we just yeah. picked up where we left off. I you know, know exactly what you mean. So... Um, He's going to be a guest on the podcast as well, so we have to all stay in touch and get on something. I don't hey, know what we can figure out, but I'll be, you know, <laughs> just let me know. Absolutely, I'm here and I'm, you know, I'm also easy to work. Although, somebody, oh man, somebody else should say that, but <laughs> no, you are. You're yeah. so easygoing, so mellow, and I really appreciate that about you. Thanks. Um, and what you were just talking, that little intro, we're going to get more into that. I want to yeah. hear more about the nuances of what you do. Uh, but that's something that really um, drew me to your sound and what you and Tony do and the three of us together. We all listen. We all cultivate the sound and we listen to each other and we listen to what the instruments are doing. And that's so important, right? I, it is. It is. Yeah. You know, talk about that. Talk about, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to go back to your history and stuff. Yeah, but... yeah. No, no, but I mean, yeah, talking about listening is, you know... Then again, I can tell you, there are people that have a lot of skills and can play a lot of stuff, but if you are not listening to, especially the vocal, you know, you mm. know that old saying, the vocal, vocal is king? It sure is. <laughs> so, I mean, so if you don't work towards enhancing or just dressing around the, the vocal uh, instead of trying to compete with it you know right and there that, that is a, that is what makes a good arrangement i think just leaving room for the vocal to 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 transpire and to really communicate just being supportive you know when i when i get an, a, a song to arrange really i mean I, I could sit at the keyboard and and find a, you know like anybody else probably multiple options right but what makes it for me is i listen to the lyrics Mm. You just said that about yeah. a song that I asked you about yeah. to arrange. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and that simplifies it for me because it's like, oh, uh. you know, so this is what she's talking or what he's talking about. And then we'll provide the background or the scenery, if you can call it, for, for that. You know? For the sentiment. Yeah. yeah. For the sentiment, for the story, you know. Wow. And also stay out, out of the range of the vocal. Don't compete with notes that they're singing, you know, just you know, be supportive. That's right. Respect the chords, but don't get on the way, you know. Yeah, if they're basically. singing a fifth and you're playing a sharp 11, that's going to sound pretty yeah, ugly, right? A little, <laughs> yeah, a little tension there. It's going to be a little, a little bit of tension, but yeah, right. it's, I mean, it's just, it's all about feeling, you know. Emotion, uh, I mean, emotion at the end is, is the bottom line, you know. Right. You got to bring support where the story is and just make it stronger, just help. Incredible. Yeah. So, so tell us, how does one get bit by the arranging bug? I mean, uh, did you start on an instrument? Did you have a primary instrument? Tell us a little bit about your history coming up and how you got to be such the arranger that you are. Unfortunately for me, um, I only I I didn't have a chance because of uh, limitations on my family. Uh, and and the place that I was living, it was kind of hard to find a teacher, and and even harder to keep, you know, keeping getting paid. <laughs> so, mm. so I only did, uh, I think I did two years of piano when I was eight years old. Okay. And then I had to cut because 
I think the financial situation was not happening in the family. Yeah. So, sure. so, but I, you know, the the bug, like you said, bit me there, and and every chance I had a piano, I was just getting it, and you know, and one of the uh, complaints of my teacher at the time that I was studying was that, you know, I didn't, because. You know, I didn't have a piano, so she provided for me an hour to go practice before the, the class. Oh, nice. But uh, she would complain to my parents that I, I didn't practice the lesson. I just started playing stuff that... That you felt. <laughs> <laughs> that was not taught to me. Because, you know, my ears were taking me here and there, so... Sure. So, and then, you know, by by age 15, I you know, I, I was... Uh, I would attend church, you know, and then by age 15, I started singing in a male quartet. Nice. Yeah, first tenor, second tenor, baritone bass. I started singing second tenor. Uh, and so, but these were all guys, you know, guys in the mid-20s, late 20s. I was 15. Okay. And my voice was a small voice. So they were just, I was complaining, hey, dudes, you're, you're singing too loud, you know. And oh. they only just slapped me in the back of the head and go like, you just sing, man. Don't don't complain. Sing. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay. And I'm sorry, what were you? You said tenor, second tenor? Second tenor. Second yeah. tenor, right. Yeah, and then I started arranging for for the quartet Wow. at 15. And they were just like giving me a hard time, you know. Uh, like I would bring my, my little hand manuscripts, you know, with the arrangement. And they go like, wow. Okay, well, let's let's just do it once. See, you know, just let's give him the the benefit, just yeah. just for the heck of it. You sure. Know? And then from then, you know, I, I never stopped. Were they impressed once they heard that? I I don't I don't remember exactly, but they yeah. were just trying to play it down. You right. know, not not to give me any any like, wow, this is great. No, no, it's just like, okay, okay, next thing, let's do. You know. Got it. So Got it's it. like sure. not much attention. Yeah. But you know, I I just. I just had it. I didn't want to stop, and then right. you know, then it moved from arranging from for that. I started arranging for mixed groups, you know, uh, small small vocal groups. Okay. And then I started arranging for small vocal groups with a band, you nice. know, piano, percussion, bass. Sure. And then I started taking some courses in with a local musician there about in in. I was in Buenos Aires, which is my hometown in Argentina. And then, you know, how to write for a rhythm section and, you know, and all that. Little by little, started wow. collecting information here, here, here. And slowly, by surely. It came about. You're, yeah. you're a full-blown arranger. Something very important that it makes a lot of sense to me today is when I came here to the States and I... I didn't have any connections in the music field. Although in Argentina, I already produce records, you know, and 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 conducted other people's recordings, you know. Uh, I came here and somebody found me in church again. I said, "Hey, mm. you were involved in music in Argentina." I said, "Yeah." So I I I have a song that I wrote and I wanted to see if we can. I said, "Like, yeah, sure." So <laughs> I had no connections whatsoever. Right, right, so right. I pick up the recycler at that time, yeah, the recycler, 1984. That's the like way that. to do it. People post jobs in there, yeah. No, no, and yeah. studios, you know. Oh, so studios, I go like right. studio, MIDI, smart. this, that. So we went there. Very smart. I, I played in the same station. I, I played the keys, programmed the drums, put a bass, put a pad, sang, because at, at that time I could still hold a... A melody. <laughs> yeah, I stopped singing a long time ago. But um, sang it, and uh, my friend, the guy who became my friend in the studio, mixed it. Bam. Boom, bam. Then, like, two weeks later, I cover another two songs, the same guy. And where was this? This was here in Los here, Angeles? Here in Los Angeles. Okay. Amazing. So just like that, yeah. you sparked your career. Yeah, it started over again. And then, you know, from there, really, I started taking off. So this guy, when he... When he heard what I was doing, you know, programming strings or some small arrangements, he he would tell me, "That's that's pretty good." Uh, the key is that you do it every day. That's right. And get, and this is the key here. And I didn't hit me then; it hit me years later. And get one percent better at it. 
every day. One percent. Oh, I like that. One percent doesn't sound like much, what? right? It doesn't. And it's easy. You do it every day. By the end of the year, you're more than 300% better wow. than a year ago. I never thought of it like that. But that's what it is, that's man. That's brilliant because that's, consistency is yeah, key. It is the key. You have to there's have consistency, no, right? There's no other way around it. Wow. I, that's, that's the way I, I, I firmly believe in that. You know, it's... That's just, brilliant. Yeah, I mean... that every day. Yeah. Good stuff. I heard it, I go like, yeah. But then, you know, like... When you're younger. 15, 20 years ago, yeah. like... That oh, guy was so right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it since then, yeah. and I, I, I've, I've seen, you know, I... There's been a time that I used to listen to stuff that I did, and I just cringe on the chair, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear that. I can relate to that. And then, but lately, that. you know, thank God, things get to a point where you you hear things that you done like five, six years ago, and then yeah. you go like, yeah, that yeah. still that still holds. That know. still holds up. Yeah, I could change this and that, but it's still still okay. I can listen to it, you know. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yeah. South America. You were born and raised there. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. What was the culture and the music landscape like? Well, I, I, you know, I grew up in in a in a large, fairly large family. I have five brothers and sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and you're six. I'm uh, with okay. me. Are six. Yeah, six, but two. I'm the fifth of the six. I see. Uh, and my parents, you know, were working class. You know, sure. We didn't have a. A great passing, but we didn't, it wasn't bad either. Good. Yeah. Um, but my father and my mother, they were both heavily, not heavily, but they, somebody got them into it and they stay on it, uh, classical music. Oh, wow. So That's in it. my house, you will hear a lot of classical music. And then you learn, you know, about this composer and that composer because they will get into it and find the stories and, and this and sure. that and how this this happened and what happened and, you know, things that you learn about different composers, like, yeah. you know, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, famous story that he was in the pre, in the pre, in the premiere, he was, he was completely deaf by that time. Oh, wow. And he was looking at the score and looking at, at the orchestra, trying to follow, and oh. he got lost at some point. Yeah. And then... He was still fiddling with the score. He looks up, and then the, the conductor is looking at him and telling him to stand up and turn around because people were going crazy, oh, applauding wow. at the end of the symphony, you know. So it's stories wow. like that you learn. It's, it's a fascinating world, you know. These people, these people have that's... no sequencers, no DAWs, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Pro <Protons. laughs> And they, they created music that is it lasted for centuries, you centuries. Know. They didn't even have a, 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 an equal-tempered piano. No, yet. It's not, it was horrible. It was, you know. I mean, talking about tuning and intonation, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was... These people were quite, quite something. Of course, there were no TPEs. Right. Nothing else. So the, you know, you good at an instrument, that's all you do. You delve into that 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. where you put your time. Yeah. Wow. So, so a nice classical foundation, with, thanks to your yeah. family, your yeah. mom and dad. Great. And then singing in the church. And singing, and, like you mentioned, yeah. And, and then, the you know, it got me into yeah. the piano playing when I was eight. And then yeah. from there, it just started, you know. I, Very cool. I, I, I basically listened to a lot of stuff. And, and then, you know, like everybody else, you work right. uh, until you hear what you want to hear. There you go. Yeah. It's like, this friend of mine, I told you, it's like, so how do you how do you work a mix? And you go like, well, you just move knobs until you get what you want. <laughs> it's a little generic definition, but that's true. Know, there's it's a lot more involved to it. But I mean, yeah. that's that's but that's basically. I mean, everybody has a sound on their head. That's right. And you want to hear it coming back on the speakers, that. and that's that's where the key is. You know, brilliant. So fast forward, you you go to the recycler, you go you find the studio. Now you're programming, arranging. You know, doing the drums, the bass, and all the everything for these guys, and then your career blossomed from that point. Yeah, I mean, LA. it started slowly going yeah. up. You know, tell us about some of the artists. You know, to, to brag a little bit. Tell us about some of your credits. I don't have much to brag about, but um, <laughs> yeah, there is. I, I no, I work with with Shalea, which yeah. has lately become 
uh, her her star is shining stronger and yes, stronger. Yes, she you know, sure is. Yes, she's singing with um, Stevie with and, and David Foster. Well, she David was singing Foster with Stevie before, for but while, now David yeah. Foster is, is taking her to the Hidden Tours. And gotcha. this past Nam, she was on stage with Erwin and Fire in one of the one of the shows. That's at right. Nam. That's right. And uh, and she's being managed by you know Quincy Jones. So. Right. So you know, it's it's that's pretty heavy, and 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 she still comes to me for you know when she needs orchestral arrangements, and I'm lucky enough to to come up with the goods the way she wants to hear them, because you right. know it's all about that. I mean, right. if I do something that I like, but if she doesn't like it, then it's not good. Right, but you you again you have a great uh, demeanor. And if an artist comes to you and wants to change something, you're pliable. You're easy oh, to work yeah. with. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, talk, I'm, I'm working for them. Right. I'm, working, I'm working for them. I, I love mean, that. I that's... can have I can have a cons a concept or right. an idea that sometimes you get attached to, and and then and then somebody comes and says, I don't I don't like that. And, yeah. And you have to be as a professional. Right. You have to be mature enough to say. So what what do you want me to do? What you have any maybe a sample of? Is there any song that is doing what you can show me? Because sometimes you know people try to explain things in their own word and 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 it, you don't know what it means exactly until it's, mm -hmm. that's why some people that are already experienced in this when they bring an arrangement they show you two or three different songs. Mm -hmm. And they say, I like what the strings do in the verse here. Right. And I like what the strings do in the chorus in this other song. And References. So Creative so that way you know exactly the type of sound they're going for. That's right. You know, as opposed to, it doesn't sound warm enough. Uh, <laughs> warm can mean so many different things to so many right. different people. Or it doesn't, I want it to sound fuller. Right. You know. What does that mean exactly? Yes. <laughs> fuller. Yes, you can yeah, create yeah. fullness with so many different ways. So it's, it's when people bring examples that are audio, mm. it gives you a more direct reference, a more you know definite reference. Right. And Even if they're not musically um, educated yeah. like you are to to talk about the actual terminology, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Because they people people that might have not the knowledge and the terminology, or right. but they can they can point to what they they like. Mm -hmm. You know. That's right. They you know you show people a a bad record, even in the street, a good record and a bad record, and they will will point you to the record that sounds better for there, sure. There you go. And they're not musicians. They were didn't go to school or anything that had related to music. They're regular people. That's but, right. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, the singer is, is always, you know, when you take it personal, that's 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 the problem. Mm. You cannot take it personal. Don't take it personal. No, I mean, it's, 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 they say, I don't like this part, it's because they don't like the part. It's not that they don't like you. Or Th that's don't. right. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there working yeah, with them anyway. exactly. It's so funny because I was just going to ask you about some of your principles and methods, and you just yeah. answered right there. Yeah. That's a great principle. Don't take it personal. Exactly. It's not about you. I mean, at the beginning, I was young. I used to. Right. I think we all but, did. But then, I mean, you, I you know, really... even, you know, when, when I started working with amazing session players like we have in L.A., you right. know, and you tell them, you know what, I... I hear people telling, you know, somebody, I don't like that, uh, I don't like that sound. And the guy goes like, okay, what what kind of sound would you no have problem. in mind? Let's change it. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. It was a keyboard guy and he had his rig and... Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, sure. So he dials it up. Is how is that? I go like, yeah, that's 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 kind of cool. Yeah. But that's why they have the rig, so they yeah. can get all these different tones. Yeah, but yeah. you know, they're open about. Okay, I don't have. What do you want? Right. You know, it's like going to a restaurant. I don't like this you have yeah. this yeah i do have that here it right is. and uh, and same with the strings you know some people were like I, I i don't like the strings to go that high okay okay so you want them to go down so you want more like here or there right. and, and and you know you're you have to accommodate what they want because they are the ones that are going to be recording the song and eventually they're going to probably be singing it like a hundred times over right. the next year you know right. And they have to live with it, you know. So, there you go. and you have to respect that. That's right. Wow. So, talk about some of your studio. Let's moving on to uh, what I like to call studio etiquette. Talk about some of your studio experience. You just mentioned some of the A-list session players, you know, that you've had to, to work with, had the opportunity. You know, 
studio etiquette is interesting. You were just talking about it. Yeah. Um, don't take a personal number one. Yeah. Number two, be flexible, right? Be yes. versatile. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One thing I learned early on life, and I was not in charge of the session, is that um, the atmosphere of a session is very fragile. Mm-hmm. And you can mess it up really easy. Thank you. And once you mess it up, you better just close the session and come <laughs> back the next day. You better hide under a rock. That's no, right. because, you know... You're right. A musician to perform has to be in the right mind frame. It has to be comfortable. And if you trash a person or if you talk down to a person that is supposedly to play a part, right? <laughs> he's not going to be happy playing it. Right. And that's going to transpire on his performance. That's right. And there's also, and I, I, I might get in trouble saying this, there are people that are amazing players but have the wrong attitude. Right. And, you know, I, I prefer to call number two guy with the right attitude. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I don't think you're getting in trouble for that. You didn't mention it. Because every... Look, it's truth. All the sessions that I, that, I, that I produce, the sessions are like, you know, smooth butter and they because everybody treats everybody right with respect yes respect and everybody's ready that's right one thing is important is aside all the things that you mentioned it's also be ready you know if if you mm. be on time get your charts done on time that's right. and proper and proofed you know because oh. you know these are professionals that are accustomed to Read if you have everything ready, they'll do an amazing job amazing. for you, yeah. And it'll be quick and smooth and flawless, and it will be amazing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true, very and, true. Yeah, you know, and and I gotta thank that uh, to the fact that I not always work with the greatest budgets, right? So in order to make sure you don't go out of, you know, yeah, sure. with money out of your pocket to compensate, uh, right. you want to make sure that all your charts are good, that you have all your bases covered, you know, your charts, your mock-ups, your files that you're going to take to the session. Well, talk about that process. So let's say you're in your DAW, you get the final score the way you want it. Mm. What is your next step? Do you use uh, the Logic or Pro Tools? Uh, um, what do you call no- notating software? Do you use Sibelius? How do you do it? I, do well, you hire I, a copyist? I mean, I know Logic. I, I use Logic. I'm a long time Logic, Logic okay. user since Great. the mid '90s, since 3.5. I oh, very cool. And uh, when it used to cost eight hundred dollars, <laughs> plus the peripherals, with they didn't come included, like wow. the XS24 and the pianos and all that. So wow. It was kind of tough. Today yeah. you can buy. <laughs> it's two hundred bucks all yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> one ninety nine for everything, yeah. including all the loops and stuff, which is great. That's cool. It's great. Um, but um, I, and their notation side is is a whole world. It's pretty extensive, right? It's pretty extensive. Yeah. You can get amazing. You can get orchestral film scoring stuff wow. really deep. But I mean, it's like learning a whole different program. Yes, that's right. So. Before getting into Logic, I also was using Finale. Okay. And, you know, once you learn a software, you know, I, I just didn't move from it. Sure. So I use Finale. When I have to cut this, the the parts or the, the charts, I use Finale. But nowadays, I'm I'm just favoring that someone who can do it. Okay. So yeah. you are outsourcing it. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a lot easier, right? And there's yeah. people that just focus on that. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, you know, I like to get my session fresh and rested. There you go. That's <laughs> right. Because before I used to do that and get there and it was like probably two hours of sleep. And, ah. and it's so much. And you, you perform better as a producer or conducting a session because, you know, you're fresh. You have fresh ears, fresh That's everything. Right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So that person that you outsource it to, is it a transcriber, a copyist? What copyist. You, copyist, right. The difference between a transcriber and a copyist, a copyist is just taking exactly what you wrote and putting it into paper form, yeah, and musical the, notation. Yep. Right? And the good thing about it is when you send, when I send the MIDI files, I also send them the mock-up. 
the mock-up, so they because, have everything there. Because that, that way they can write the dynamics, which is ah. the most important thing. I mean, So you send them the audio mock-up. Yeah. Are they, are they then transcribing the dynamics by ear? No. You, I mean, by ear, yeah, no, yes. by ear. So yeah. they're listening to your audio, yeah. and they're saying, oh, okay, right here he wants forte, here he wants double pianissimo, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. So that's, okay. that's the way they follow it, you know. Okay. So that really does make it a lot easier. Oh, it, it definitely, it comes back exactly the way. It, it might be. Beautiful. There might be a couple of places you can say, you know what, what do you have on your chart? So you have a mezzo piano, let's do it a yeah. pianissimo. Okay. Let's make the attack a lot smoother. So, wow. you know. And, and do you go back maybe via email with a couple of little notes if you have to? Or? Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't, I mean, seldom. It's rare. Very seldomly happens. Because uh, today, awesome. today's finale and all Sibelius and all the other, you know, they right. have, you know, you have the, the, the notation, but. Right. You also have the sounds, so right. it's more yeah. error-proof. You know, it's not easy to, to get mistakes through it. Incredible. Before, okay. it was just your sight, and then... Right. But, but once they implemented the, the sounds that play the notes that you're doing, then you can hear, oh, this is wrong. This, right, there you go. Yeah. All right, so you, get, you send it to the copyist. The copyist then delivers digital files... Yeah, and PDF. if you request hard copies. Yeah, but PDFs right. is usually. PDFs usually, yeah, right. The yeah. best, yeah. You, you print them out. You go to the session. You hand them out day of, right? Right on the spot. Yeah, normally. With, normally, because yeah. we're dealing with professionals, like yeah, you said. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. well-trained. The players that, that I like to They sight-read it. Yeah. They don't need it. You don't have to send them a copy ahead of time. Usually, <laughs> with the rhythm uh, that I use, which I don't want to make any names, um, it's usually... Two takes. I love it. It's just two, two takes. takes. That's amazing. When you do three takes, it's because there's a, a passage that is kind of intricate, and okay. they are deciding how they're gonna work it together. You know. Gotcha. Uh, but but other than that, it's just like they, they listen yeah. to the mock-up. Mm -hmm. What I do is I, I bring the mock-up that they're gonna play to. It's mm -hmm. in a pro tool session. I call them to the control room, give them their charts. This is a song. We listen. They're looking at the chart. They make their notes. They're following along, yeah. And then they go to the room, make one pass, and they go like, okay, I think we should take another one. And, take then, another and one. then once they take the then other they one, come it's and like, listen, yeah. That's it. They're done. Yeah. Well, oftentimes, you can get in and out within an hour. They're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so amazing with... with uh, Orchestra players here in LA. It's just it's so cool to watch. To me, to me, to me, studio players. I keep saying that. I, I I I don't know if I'm wrong, but that the way I feel is that they're they're a special breed. Yes, they're they're yeah. a different race or yeah. something. Because um, you know there are people that are really good players live, but if yes. you put a chart in front of them and you and you're a microphone and you you're recording, they're not the same performer or they they don't That's have right. the same, but. These people that we use every time we have a chance are just extremely well-trained. They have so much experience. Hello, my name is Raul Ferrando. I am a composer, orchestrator, arranger, and I am a career musician. The goal of the Career Musician Podcast is to provide valuable insight aimed at supporting working musicians. Please show your support by listening, downloading, subscribing, sharing, liking, and leaving a review. Subscribe to the Career Musician on Apple Podcasts. Follow the Career Musician on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on the latest news and get tips from the world's leading musicians. Sign up for the Career Musician newsletter at thecareermusician.com. And, uh, yeah, I remember when I barely started producing, <laughs> I was recording for a friend, and this guy goes like, yeah, I have a friend who plays the guitar, and I don't know why. I said, okay, so we brought him, and to start with, the guitar wouldn't tune. Oh no! <laughs> wouldn't hold the tuning, but that's okay. We we tried, and then we yeah. did like I think I did like short of I don't know twelve takes or something like that. Aye, aye, aye. And then 
there was no DOS at that time, so I, I was trying to piece the takes together. Oh. And I had this, the guy who owned the studio who started letting me use the studio was like, you need to call a pro. I said, no, it will be okay, we'll be okay. You know, I'm yeah. going to work it out. It's, every time you show up, I'm still fighting with the, the 12 takes. Mm. It was like, you should call a pro. And I finally gave up. Yeah. So the guy came. <laughs> It took him 15 minutes. That's right. To do, That's right. <laughs> to do two takes, and That's the two right. takes were 20 times better <laughs> than anything that I had. Now, see, I would be mad at you if it was if you didn't call me, only because you didn't know me yet. I didn't know you. I didn't know you. I was. I'm talking I'm about kidding. 1986, 1987. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it was like, and then it hit me. A pro is a pro, man. Then he hit me. I go like, okay. I tell, you, you tell people, they go like, yeah, but these guys are expensive. Yeah, they're expensive. expensive but but it's then worth it. their instruments are in the best shape. Mm -hmm. Their chops are the at the top of their you know game. That's right. And they played in so many records that when they see your song, they're gonna know exactly what to do with it. How to how to yeah. treat it and how, how, to, how to treat perform. it. How to how yeah, to yeah. How to create a, a flow, yeah, and that will save you time in editing and in, in so many different as mixing. That's right. Because ah, oh. you know, no, you don't have to do anything to no. it. You don't have to mess with EQ and compression no. and and difference in levels and this That's and right. this because they're so consistent. You know, and, yeah, and, and they play with dynamics when appropriate. And they're and they're you know, that's there's yeah, no way around it. it. Yeah. I love it. You know, I've done quite a, uh, a bit of session work over the years. And like I said, you and I have worked on many things yeah. together. Yeah. Um, not as much as I used to. I think for everybody, the session work has gotten a little bit light. But I really do enjoy it. I miss being in the studio, you know, uh, several days a week for other clients, other artists. Uh, because like you said, there is a... It's a special breed, and I like to think of you and I in that same breed. Yeah. We are a part of that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a it's a language that we all speak. We all know it really well, and that's why I ask about studio etiquette because I do believe you said it best. The studio is a fragile environment. Yeah, it is. And yeah. number one, you're there for the artist. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the artist might not even be there. It's just the producer. Yeah. But if the artist is there, it's even more fragile. Yeah. Now you really have to be careful, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. So it's, it's, you know, the psychology of it, but also the actual skill level uh, is so high. So I do love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, I'd rather get stuff done on a very friendly, pleasurable Right. atmosphere that's right than just everybody holding a knife in in their yeah. mouth and <laughs> watching their backs you know <laughs> a knife in their mouth i like that i love yeah, that like picture <laughs> in the jungle you know you gotta watch it because they, they throw a knife at you yeah no, no it's, it's ridiculous I, I i've been in sessions where earlier you know in life when we're cutting vocals i'm just in yeah. the in the capacity of i, I kind of like did something for the session, but not much. And the producers, the singer is singing, and it goes like, no, 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 no. So yes. I go like, okay. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> and then the singer is feeling smaller and smaller, right. and, and every time, and and, and, edge, and, yeah. and just like, and I, I said, no, this is this isn't this the is way. not the way. Yeah. You know. Wow. wow. But it's funny, some, some producers think that they got to be that way in order to... I mean, I, but I think I don't see that as much these days. But Yes, that's true. In, the early, in my early beginnings, I, I, I saw that a few times. Really? And it was wow. this, this, funny, this guy, I was waiting for my session, to, for this session to end, and I was waiting, and this guy was recording something. And, and then something happened, and... And he was just pushing because the time was running off and think he was, didn't have the money the session was finishing. He was like, okay, so, okay, okay, let's keep moving. And the, the engineer tells him, yeah, but we have this and we have that. Said, it doesn't matter. We just put a crash on it. <laughs> so so by the time by the time that record was done, probably had crashes in the other places you can imagine. <laughs> Not in one or three or, you know, oh, but man. in one and a half or, you know, I don't know. But That's crazy. That was his way of hiding mistakes, which it works. It will hide it, but <laughs> I don't know if it'll 
That's nice. Be a musical solution. But, That's you know, nice. So, yeah, I, you know what? I always said that we're fortunate to right. be doing what we love to do. That's right. That's right. And and I think we're fairly good at what we do. Yes. And that makes it even better because, you know, because you, you, you're giving the people you work with what they want and they're happy with it. And that for me, there's nothing better than that, you know, because I said, I might be thrilled with what I did, but if you don't like it, it's not, it doesn't, it's not, it's not, it doesn't make it for me. I need, I need, I need you to be happy because you're, you're going to sing it. That's you're right. going to live with it. And it's forever once yeah. you record it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So it has to be yeah. on point. So any memorable moments, aside from the crash story that you just told us? <laughs> you know, that was like over That's 40 years one. ago, and I, I just still remember it. And I, any, I, tell it, I tell it to some of my clients, they laugh, and they go yeah. like, oh, well, just put a crash on it. <laughs> like, put a crash I go like, no, 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 no crashes here. Perhaps any like uh, pinnacle moments or you know people that you've worked with, you say, "Oh wow, this is this is you know fantastic." Where you just felt, uh, there's yeah, there's there's been. I mean, usually I get a good response, and I, I, that's how I feel blessed. You know, right. every every morning I wake up, it's just like I I thank God for for the fact that you know he he i was born with this talent because i believe i was born with it you know because i started hearing things i remember singing in church with my brother i was five and i was singing harmony Mm. my brother would sing the melody and i would sing harmony well yeah you had to be more i mean because how how do you hear harmony yeah yeah. that's why i say and sometimes tell you the truth it's not just to to, to talk about myself, but you know, I go back to arrangements that I've done like three, four years ago, and I go like, "Wow, did I come up with that?" Yeah, you know, I I, uh-huh, cool. I go like, "That's I I, I mean, there's there's got to be a reason, you know, because right. I mean, you sit there and 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 it's like a blank page, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to bring it to life. You and, do, and it's it, yeah. And it's every time it's a challenge, you know, because people come to you for what you do, and then you go like, "Man, I hope I can, I can Knock really it pull it off," you know. Okay, but this is a perfect segue to how you opened up the podcast. So, listen, you said it yourself. Anybody can write a string line. Yeah. So, but it takes a special someone to to really do what you do on your level. You get the song. You're staring at the blank page. Mm-hmm. How do you start, Raul? What do you do? Uh, you know, it's... You look at the lyrics, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because, you know, like I said, you can sit at the keyboard and look at different options. Voicings. And voicings and, and ways of bringing in, I'll start with the cellos, or I'll come oh, with, I a, with a string line here, yeah. you know, first, you know. Yeah. But then when you hear the lyrics and you hear the story, you see it, in your head and you go like yeah I, I i know what to do here mm-hmm. you know I, right, right. and then i i get i start getting the picture but usually what i do once i get that i i, I listen to the song and if i have a line that comes to my head as yeah. i hear it i just put it down you put it down i put it down and in a very rough way i was gonna say what do you put it down with do you have a staple instrument that you like you say oh, I just, i'm always gonna use this one i just have a generic string that Patch. is patch that, that is very okay. it's not heavy it's very okay. playable because you know some some right. string that i use to deliver they, you know they're they're they take a lot of memory and they they're not that playable you of know course, they right. have delay because so so i just do that and then i take like a couple passes with ideas and then i take a coffee break or a walking break that's right and then I come back and I go like, yeah, this is good. No, this is trash. This is good. This could be, uh, oh, this, I think if I can try this in a different way, then I start, you know, moving parts around. Yes. But, you know, I never, I, I for me, and I may be silly, but it has to, it has to move me. That's It funny. has to really move me. If it moves me, I know it'll move somebody else because we're all made of, flesh and bones that's right no, that's not silly at all man that yeah. is speaking truth yeah but that's that's and and i once i start arranging 
there is no budget limitations. That's right. You just go. Yeah. It's it's not like well, these people are paying my full rate, so I just right. gonna do this this way. And no, you can't half-ass no, it. No, I can't either. That's why. <laughs> that's like, why what yeah. people people come to me. I, you know, I just I just don't want you to do much. I just want to do something. Sure. I said, I said, look, if I grab it to do it, I'll, I once you hit start, it's like a train. You cannot stop it. It doesn't stop. It. it I have to do the best I can because it's my work. It's my name. That's right. And. When people hear to what I did for you, yes, you're not gonna tell them. Well, you know, I I didn't give him much money, so this is what he could do. Right, right, right. You know, they're gonna hear the arrangement as it is, and they will say it's great, or yeah, yeah. Who did your strings? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I think you could have done better than that, but you know. Yeah. So there's no cutting corners. That's right. That's right. Wow, that's perfect. That's words of wisdom. There's no cutting corners. Yeah, no. I love that. Yeah, I mean, once it starts, like you know, like I said, it's like a train. You can. Yeah, you said it. It got. It went down on this podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I look it. it up and find, yeah. a, find a way to erase it. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I, that's perfect. Okay, so look, this has been so insightful, Raul. I really appreciate you, man. I'm gonna ask you about ten or so questions, rapid fire questions. Oh man, just I quick can't. for fun. Okay. So now we get to know Raul, the the man, the person, not just Raul, the musician, the arranger guy, but we yeah. want to know you as a person. Okay. All right. You good with that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> favorite food or favorite uh, midnight snack? Pasta. Pasta. Yes. Ah, any particular kind? Uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. I love it. Uh, or pesto, you know. Pesto. Uh, yeah. Love what? pasta. It's comfort food. Perfect. Yeah. I agree. It's comfort food. Most ridiculous thing that has ever happened to you on a session or a gig? Silly. Ridiculous. Outlandish. Oh, we uh, we made a... We were making an old vocal track for a guy from Japan that was singing his... He was in his mid-40s and was singing all his hits from his 20s. Oh, yeah. But he, he wanted to arrange it on a vocal band but you know very really mellow kind of thing and so he comes to check we recorded the arrangements with the six voices that did different parts and doubles they sounded really good so the session comes and he listens oh this is great this is exactly what i wanted so next song and he goes like what key is that song on and he goes like it's in c and he said I thought when we had the intervention with my partner that was uh -oh. we wanted in the key of D. Oh. And he shows up the chart and he have wrote a D on it at the time of the year. And we're going like, okay. <laughs> oh no. So we pull in some favors from some of the singers and we recut the song uh, in D. Wow. But that was, that was. Talking about making you squirm, right? Oh, that was the. But we knew we could pull it off, but it was, yeah. it was just, you know, there was no word around it because right. the guy just, because we had a meeting and he was writing on the charts what he yeah. was going to do. And then he just raised the chart and showed us to us and it was a big D on it. Oh, no. <laughs> I wanted this on D. D. And Yikes. I don't know who, because we did this with a partner. My partner was the engineer, actually the one who knew the, the source of the job. So. Yeah. So I, I I don't know who stepped on the ball, but I mean. So part of your homework, get the proper key first. Oh, make sure, <laughs> make sure you get everything first. Uh, we didn't have a time to check it, you know. Or it was so wow. rushed, you know. Yeah, the yeah, time yeah. time was a, an issue there, so we we just did it, and then when he's listening, it was like, oh, oh, I think it's the wrong key. Bad. And it's nothing that you can change MIDI, you know. Oh, no, we right. can change it. It's no problem. Before MIDI. No, it's, it's all live. vocals. It's all vocals. Oh, geez, it's all vocals. Even now, you can't change that. Okay. Yikes. Dream collaboration. If you can collaborate with any artist or producer or, or whomever. Wow, producer. David Foster, maybe. David Foster. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. I just assumed that you work with those guys. Not yet. All right, not yet, but there you go. There's, there's but David, the future. David almost knows my work, and he personally has congratulated me. So. Well, see, so it's just a matter of time.
Maybe, yeah. What activities do you enjoy on long flights? How do you keep yourself busy? Are you scoring when you have to fly somewhere, or are you relaxing? Uh, if I need to be scoring, I'll, I'll, I'll score. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Uh, and, uh, and if, yeah, I can score, but it's not like a sad thing. It's, you know, okay. if, if I, only if I need to. Okay. But I mostly relax. Something that you relax. Yeah. I like it. It's a good time to relax because you can't go yeah. anywhere else. No, right? <laughs> I can't do anywhere. <laughs> when you're home, how do you spend your free time? What do you like to do? Um... That's an interesting question. Um, I find that as musicians, oftentimes we don't have a hobby because music music is so demanding. Right? Yeah, it takes yeah. A, lot, a lot of time. Yeah, you're right. Uh, for the last three years um, or four years, I've been involved in a one of my projects that I'm involved with is, is 160 songs. Wow. Uh, which I have to, I, I'm only given a piano and a vocal, and I have to wow. orchestrate around it. And uh, I just passed, passed the three and a half year mark on it. And, uh, and I still have like 30 songs to get done. Wow. But the thing That's is, incredible. you know, we do that and then they, they're adding more songs to it. So, wow, so you don't know. <laughs> so I don't know, but I mean, so I spend quite a lot That's of time awesome. in, in, you know, programming and arranging. And and when I have time these days, I just come home to go to sleep. Chilling, you go to sleep, that's it. I, I, might, wow. I might grab a Netflix or... Oh, that's perfect. Some of those yeah, to yeah. wind down. Yeah. But sometimes I get hooked. Yeah. You well, know, that's my next question. Which, <laughs> what are you watching on TV right now or Netflix? Oh, I, 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 I'm not, I, there's nothing right now. I finished okay. everything I was watching. What did you finish? Uh, I finished um, Hannah. Uh, okay. Uh, I also watched uh, The Witcher. That was a, a pretty cool. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that. Okay. Uh, you know the actor is the, the guy who used to be Superman, the last Superman. Oh, okay. Wow. It's, it seems wow. like he's contracted and continue for the next movie, so the ground for this is it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty interesting series. Oh, it's very cool. It's amazing what these well, they're, they're companies such amazing are doing. Stuff, it's, isn't it? it's just like yes. a race for I will produce more stuff than you, right. and and then. <laughs> <That's> the, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> It's I like know. you're bombarded every day with emails. Oh, this just came up, and you, we think you'd be interested in That's watching right. this, you know. And, That's and, right. And I actually can't because I gotta get stuff done. You, you know? got it right. <laughs> you you wonder like who, the problem. The problem is you get hooked, you man, and hooked. and and you wanna get oh yeah, just one more just episode, one just more. one more episode. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's like no, oh, no. that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so, what is some of the latest music you've listened to? Do you listen to music? I know it's. I, I, that's why I ask because it's an interesting question. Oftentimes, I find myself not listening to anything. Because well, I enjoy the silence. You know, I, it's, it's something I, I I listen to a lot of music is if if it's well produced and and to my judgment has uh, there's a musical taste on it. Right. I, I will I will listen to it and try okay. to find out what makes it you know and 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 dig what's there and how they did it. Yeah. You know, it could be anything from any genre. And to be, let me share a story with you. Uh, 10 or 12 years ago, a friend of mine brought me a belly dancer that, mm. that needed music for, wow. for, to have her own music for her shows. Sure. So I started with that. She wanted an opening piece, and then the idea was just one piece. But then she said, I want something slow. And, and then I started, and then it became an album. And I wrote a whole album for her. Wow. And there is a piece that became viral. There's there's a video wow. uh, that is called uh, Yearning. Yearning. And okay. you put Yearning and you put my name. And you're going to find one of the... There's literally thousands of videos of dancers from all over the world dancing to this piece. So this piece that you wrote? That I wrote and I produced. And, wow. Uh, and I have... Um, uh, there's one of them that has 13 million views. Dude, that's incredible. Yeah. They even... Okay. I got a few movie gigs because of this piece. Ah, oh, For scoring movies. They say, we want this piece for the movie. I said, okay. 
And you were wondering if you would want to write the score. Here we go. Yearning. Which one? This one? Yeah, anyone. They're, anyone? they're all okay. yearning. Wow. <laughs> See, I don't know. It doesn't say how many views. So. Okay, I just typed. I literally typed in yearning, Raul. That has 478,000. Yeah. O almost five 500,000. But there's, there's... There's so many of them, actually. Yeah, because every... You know, these are not... Incredible. Woo. The violinist is uh, a guy from Syria, which I met yes. doing job for another guy. Wow. When I heard him play the first three notes, I knew he this guy had, just like had something special. So when I did this, I called him. Wow. That and he really beautiful. hit it home. And I've seen the, you know, there's, there's people that have created short movies, stories with this piece. To this piece. Yeah. Look at that. Well, okay, so so anybody can find it. You just literally type in Yearning and Raul Ferrando with and two R's. It, yeah. And you can find it. I'm looking at, I mean, I'm looking at one here that has 4.2 million views. Yeah. Uh, there's another one, 544,000. There's, there's, there's so many. Yeah. So I think this speaks to the fact that... Um, if you want to get out there, you know, for the aspiring musicians, mm -hmm. perhaps the younger generations, if you want to get out there, put your music online, put it out there on YouTube and yeah. all of the social platforms, yeah. all of the streaming platforms, and people can discover you. Yeah. You, you just said it. I mean, the, the, the thing with this is um, it was not my plan to become the uh, Billy Dance Guru. <laughs> but, but I mean, I have... It's not a bad thing. I, <laughs> I, I have been contacted from all over the world regarding this music. That's amazing. And people that want to know the story behind it and and dancers that, you know, give me their cell phones numbers when I stop into town and stuff like that. That's amazing. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. And and so the sequel is that next week I, I'm putting out a new album with with uh, Fusion Billy Dance. Next week? Yeah. Wow, yeah, okay. It's, it's called Infatuation. Infatuation, wow. Yeah, it has 10 pieces, and it's been mixed by Tony Shepard. Oh, nice. This time, because this one I did it on my own. Yeah. The best I could. And it's mixed by, by, by Tony Shepard, a good friend, and uh, mastered by Peter Doyle. Wow, very from, cool, you know, man. who used to be in Universal Mastering, and now he has an wow. uh, Aftermaster Labs. Okay. And, and where can people find your, your Oh, it's going to be on all the stores. All the st streaming platforms. Yeah. Okay. Streaming and iTunes and Amazon Music. And okay. And you, your website? Uh, my website, I it's raulferrando.com, okay. but I, I haven't updated it in a long, okay. long, long <laughs> time. Well, maybe after this album gets launched, you can I think put some I'd, time I think into I'd that, right? Because I have stuff that I've done for Shalea. And, yeah, you and, have to put it up there. And, yeah. you know, so many different things that I've done. i I also produce uh, a friend of mine, an African, that already unfortunately passed away. He was oh, he was a legend in uh, East Africa. His name is Mohammed Worthy. He was from Sudan. Wow. He was in prison, political prison, because of the music he wrote. And wow. then he was exiled to London. Then he came here and we cut a few records. But then somebody else produced him. But then he asked me to produce a very special couple of songs which were more like obituaries. Oh, wow. Because where the whole story... One song was turned out to be 62 minutes. That's And amazing. the other one, like, 45, 46. Songs? Well... Or albums? Songs. It's a whole song. It doesn't aye, stop. Aye. It doesn't stop. He just keeps... And he's playing this instrument which is called the tambour, which is five strings. Sure. That they hold it like this. Yeah. And they're pentatonic scale, yeah. And they just trim it, uh -huh. and uh, and the 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 string that they release is the, the string that sounds that rings because mm -hmm. the other ones are muted. So so they're holding all five strings. Yeah, and they, they lift release. the oh. they release to create a melody. And he used to tell me, you know, our music is more complicated than yours because we have only five notes to create what wow. we create. Because it's all pentatonic. And it's the same chord. So you listen to a six chord all the time. Ding, ding. And the percussion is just the same. It's just uh, intoxicating, literally. Incredible. Uh, people that I, 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 when they come to the studio, sometimes I play, they ask me about that. They play, and people don't want me to stop. What would you call it? Is there a specific genre of that? It's said? Nubian. Nubian. 
Yeah, because you know the the Nubian race or Nubian people. Okay. Live in the south of Egypt, north of Sudan. Okay. And and they're known as the pharaonic race. Incredible. And you know the, the their music is is just driving, but in a very paced way, mm. not crazy, mm. but it's driving, and you just get in it, just like. Man. Don't know what to do about it, and they have this weird seven-eight rhythm, you know, that everybody oh. listens and claps to it, you know, like on time. Uh, no, no, keep it going. That's amazing. Give me one second. Yeah. That's amazing. I think this is our next guest. Oh, Derek, I'm so sorry. Hey, I'm just wrapping up. Come on in. No worries. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Yeah, you. I am so sorry. Derek, this is Raul. Raul, Derek. Hey, how are you doing? Let me finish. Hey, I'm almost done with him. Go do your thing. Have a seat right here. I'll be very quiet. Welcome to Nomad's Place. Thank you. This is the place. There's lots of stuff to look at. So. <laughs> so okay. So you're saying it's in seven eight, and he's strumming. What's the instrument called again? Tambour, they call it. Tambour. Wow. Uh, and another in some other countries it's called Cincimea, but I think that's more like a local way of calling them. But very uh, cool. Istanbul and it's like Wow. You put Istanbul Sudan and they're gonna you're gonna see it. That's awesome. Next time you you if you visit me sometime I'll, I'll play you some of that stuff. Yes. It's just it's it's I, just I totally wanna hear And that. he can sing. Yeah. And he he was well trained. He was uh he could tell me he would sing a high note and he would tell me yeah. Sol, meaning G, yeah, you know, sure. Sol, Sol sharp in his language, you know, will tell me. Oh, wow. Like telling me, I can hit those notes, man. Yes. Wow. I go like, yeah, man. It's just so his ear amazing. was impeccable, too. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. And um, the reason he started writing this story of his life is because he he needed uh, kidney transplants. He's, he wrote that, he, the last record he did, he did three CDs, and then after that we did the Nubian songs, the two Nubian songs. All right. He was going to dialysis three times a week during all that time. Then he went to, they, they, they tried to find a match they couldn't. He went to Qatar, they found a match. He lived for another seven, eight years. Wow. Yeah, he wow. did. He came back to Sudan. Wow. He had uh, the welcoming that, you know, anybody yeah, can, can dream of wow. bigger than any president or dignitary or athlete. That's the, awesome. Tell us his name again. Mohammed Werdi. And the last word, uh, the last name uh, spells W-A-R-D-I. D-I, Werdi. Werdi. Mohammed Werdi. Well, yeah. well, this has been an amazing interview, a wealth of knowledge, Raul. Oh, come on. It's, so, man. We all, you know, we all learn the same thing, I think, in different ways, in different, through different, through right. different, through different right. channels, but we'll, we'll, we form our, you know, we round our knowledge based on what we live and what we hear and what we see in other people. You know. That's right. Tell me this, last question. If you weren't a career musician, as I like to call it, what would you do? <laughs> wow. What would you do? Ah, uh, I never thought of that. <laughs> right? Yeah. I cannot find it. Because I've done a lot of stuff yeah. in my life, but... I always been miserable unless I mean yeah. I was working in music. You know. That's why I asked that question because I think a lot of us feel the same way. Yeah, you know. I gotta tell you, I I cannot think of anything that I would do. All right. Wow. If I could be born again, I probably would like to be a bass player, a killer bass player. Ba so there you go. You're back to being a musician. Yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> just a that, different that, incarnation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe an incredible keyboard player. I love know, it. Like, that's awesome. Like Harry well, Hancock or one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Raul, thank you so much for being here on The Career Musician. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. It's just like... Thank you for tuning in to The Career Musician. Please click the subscribe button and share The Career Musician podcast on your social media feeds. Help us continue to provide you with new and engaging content by getting our ratings up. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one man band. I know man, yeah. I'm no man, yeah. 
Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, and I am thoroughly stoked to be an official member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Pantheon Podcast Network is the first of its kind as an all-music-based podcast collective. Please be sure to check us out at pantheonpodcast.com for more info. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.